Welcome to 17th Take, giving you the unprofessional opinions you never asked for. My name is Yvonne Trezak. And I'm Toby Atal. Well, man, I hate to break it to you, but those Astros made a liar out of you. I thought I had it called from the beginning, but each and every single prediction was just terrible, man. A fantastic World Series, second year in a row that it goes to Game 7, and then second year in a row also that the two of the teams have something really to play for. You know, the Astros have never won a World Series, and the Dodgers haven't won one since 1988. I was really happy with this one, man. I, I can say I was really happy for it, too, other than the fact that they got a win before my Texas Rangers. It was, it was a, they, they earned it. Because if you recall about four years ago in 2013, the Houston Astros were like dead last in the entire league. So to come back and just get the championship, hey. Speak it into existence, guys. Good job. The only problem was that that Game 7 was a bit of a letdown. It was pretty much over in the second inning. So what do you think, man? Because of that Game 7, do you take this year's World Series or last year's? Well, didn't watch last year's. Didn't really pay much attention, so I'll take this year's, man. This year's was definitely hyping me up. Hot take, man. That must have been a tough decision for you. <laughs> last year, I, I watched it with a bunch of Cubs fans. Uh, that Game 7 was absolutely incredible. As crazy as this one was, I still think that 2016 has it in the books. But I agree, man. Houston absolutely deserved this one, especially with everything that the city went through. Unfortunately for Houston fans, less than 24 hours later... Their potential rookie of the year quarterback, Deshaun Watson, tears his ACL in practice, dude, not even during a game. Yeah, it looks like you can't even read the benefits of a championship for too long because, I mean, y'all had high hopes to get a championship in both sports this year, but nah, I don't, I don't know. With Tom Savage at, at your quarterback position, sorry, guys, that's just not happening. Well, they lost to the Colts, and after almost beating the Seahawks in a huge shootout game, it doesn't look good for the Texans. I, oh, it, you hate to see it, man. Deshaun Watson, I was really rooting for you. I really thought you were going to get Rookie of the Year. Uh, other players like Adele Beckham, who's also on season-ending injuries, are there for you. We're all praying for you for a speedy recovery. But now, what's next for Houston, man? They stick with Tom Savage? Um, that's pretty much their only choice, unless they, you know, what they do what everyone else won't do and sign Colin Kaepernick, but we're not going to get too much into that right now. Well, the players did request a formal mediation session with the league this week. Colin Kaepernick agreed to attend, so he may not be blackballed for much longer. I also heard something about, in some case of collusion, Roger Goodell's phone would be checked. Did you hear something about that? Oh, I did hear about that, and, and <laughs> honestly, I don't think they're going to find much on Roger Goodell's phone, except for maybe some some whining about him being the most hated GM in the entire history of the NFL. The real question is, what are you going to find on these owners' phones that have had quarterback issues lately? You know, the Titans, the Packers, and the Texans all have needed a quarterback at some point this this year. Colin Kaepernick has not been working out for any of those teams. Yeah, it's it's not going to happen. But it doesn't matter. He's he's not doing I would consider bigger and better things with his existence. So with that. How about we go ahead and talk about our teams for a second, man? Absolutely. Unfortunately, the Cowboys did beat those Kansas City Chiefs. I really thought that there was going to be a loss yesterday, helping the Eagles solidify their first place position. Well, with Zeke flip-flopping in and off, you know, it's... I can't handle this anymore, man. Me too. Even as a Cowboys fan, like, Zeke... I don't don't care, man. Here's, Here's what I think, dude. In the beginning of the year, the Cowboys had games that you you thought they were going to win, right? So it would have made sense for Zeke to just take his six-game suspension in the beginning when they were having games that they really didn't need him. Coming into the final stretch of the season, they have games that are 
against legitimate contenders, albeit the Eagles in two weeks, which is going to really do a lot to determine who's going to go to the playoffs for the NFC East. I'm just going to have to just wait around like we've all been doing, wait for him to get suspended again, just to get flip-flock on. I don't, like I said, man, the actions that he did, whether whether he has to pay the penalty, fine. I want him to because you can't be, he can't be doing domestic violence or pretty much getting accused of it because that's bad in its own right. But serve your damn <laughs> But ser- serve your suspension, man. I'm tired of hearing about it. Please, like. As a Cowboys fan. As a Cowboys fan, exactly. Let, yeah, That's let, the thing. Let us rest, Zeke. All right, man, what about those Eagles? The Eagles, all right, yeah, because I could go on forever about Ezekiel Elliott, but I'm not going to. The Eagles look legit, and that's what scares me, man. If there's if there's one thing I know about a Philadelphia fan, it's disappointment. Eagles 8-1 and one going into the bye week. They need a bye week because Zach Ertz is hurt. They need to figure out how they're going to replace J- Jason Peters, whether they're going to stick with Vitae or not. But, man, they looked really good against the number one defense in the league. And as an Eagles fan, I I can't help but get excited. But I hate getting excited because, like I said, I know disappointment way too well. Hey, man, stay used to the disappointment because oh, Cowboys up. are still looking pretty hot, man. They and- are, and that's what's scaring me, man. I mean, this, this matchup in two weeks is really going to say a lot. But Carson Wentz... MVP candidate. He's got 23 touchdowns in the first nine games. It's the first time since uh, Norm Ben Brocklin, and that was in 1960. You know what he did with those Eagles? He won an NFL championship. Hey, man, that's just an NFL championship. We're in the Super Bowl era now. Oh, so my God. Once you get five of those, then that's you can That's the start. oldest thing in the book. <laughs> no, the Eagles actually scored so many points that Lincoln Financial Field actually ran out of fireworks. So on the last touchdown, they just had to throw up a nice tweet towards the Eagles. They didn't have any fireworks to go along with it. I was fine that there was no fireworks as long as my team keeps scoring, man. They they look good. And I have to say that there's a lot of teams in the NFC that look good. Your Cowboys are definitely one of them. The Rams are silently 5-2. and two going. They, they put 51 points up against the Giants. Of course, it's the Giants. Yeah. They are in the dog days. Well, for the excitement that lacked in the NFL, it definitely made up for on Saturday in college football, man. Let's start with Bedlam. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, crazy game in Bedlam. It never disappoints. Oklahoma ends up beating Oklahoma State 62-52, but Baker Mayfield, you got to think that he solidified his number one spot in the Heisman Trophy race. 598 yards passing, six total touchdowns. I mean, what more can you say about this kid? Sticking that flagpole into the into the middle of the <laughs> Ohio State, man. That was that. Like I said, he called it from the beginning. Exactly. That's all the hype you need to just go on this phenomenal run. I'm 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 proud of you, Baker Mayfield. Not only did he have an amazing game, but Saquon Barkley and Penn State they had less than ideal game at Michigan State. They had like a three and a half hour weather delay and ended up losing this one, 27-24. Saquon Barkley was held to less than 100 yards. He didn't have a touchdown. And now you got to think Penn State's absolutely out of college football playoff contention. Ohio State, too, man. They went into Iowa 20-point favorites, and they lost by 30 points. Yikes. The ball's in your court at that point, Ohio State. So if you don't want to take that free, easy W, just go back to crappy Columbus, Ohio, and just enjoy the snow this winter. So now it makes it a really interesting situation for the Big Ten. Wisconsin's still undefeated. But they've had a very easy schedule. But at this point, that's probably the only chance the Big Ten has to make the college football playoff. Ohio State plays Michigan State next week. And honestly, to everyone's surprise, if Michigan State wins out here, they will go to the Big Ten championship. So I have to think that 
this might be the first year that the Big Ten is left out of the college football playoff. I mean, as long as Alabama makes it, that's going to be my candidate to win the whole thing. So, Another game that probably didn't get on your radar was Army versus Air Force. Army ends up winning this one 21 nothing. but the crazy part was they gained 500 yards of offense and they did not have a single pass attempt. <laughs> Wait, is that even possible? They ran every single yard. Army is absolutely a team known for their running game, but they usually have one or two pass plays. They didn't even have a pass attempt, man, and they still racked up 500 yards. 21 to 0, man. That's and when you get every single point without a single pass, I what more can you say? I don't know, man. It was I, I really wish I saw this game. Army's not necessarily my favorite team to watch just because they don't throw it enough. But 500 yards, there must have been some crazy run plays on that game. Must have got a lot of fast runners. I remember my sophomore year undergrad at Cornell. I raced against an Army kid, and he just nicked me right at the end of a 400-meter dash. So must be a lot of runners over there. So. I, always, I always love watching Army and Air Force play or any type of military teams play just because you know that their ideal goal isn't to make it to the NFL. It's obviously to serve our country and, and do something bigger than them. But they, they're still such amazing athletes. You know, you really have to think about this. Navy, Army, they always once in a while crack the top 25, make it into some pretty interesting bowl games. They're great teams to watch, and I hope you guys watched on Saturday because Army definitely put on a clinic. Hey, we'll see. We'll see. So with the lack of excitement in NFL, we have at least some excitement in NBA. I enjoyed watching a couple games this week. Unfortunately, I missed the Thunder versus Blazers game, but our boy Carmelo Anthony, representing Syracuse Orange. Love it, man. He got ejected on a flagrant two. Representing Syracuse the only way he knows how. Hey, man, I'm like I said, I didn't get to watch the game, but I definitely saw the clip of him getting this flagrant too, and I got I have to back up my boy Carmelo Anthony. That was no foul, dude. That was just... He literally, like, threw it, like, used his arm to, like, throw the ball into the net. Literally the game of basketball. And he just... And they said that his elbow grazed the guy's face. I watched that video, like, five times. It didn't graze his face. Like... They, they're just hating on Carmelo Anthony, man. I, I mean, it seems like there's a lot of ejections happening early on this year in NBA. Do you think that uh, the, the league is telling the refs to be more apparent about those things? Because it definitely has gotten a little more aggressive the past couple of seasons, a little more choppy, especially with teams like the Thunder, with players like Carmelo Anthony that have been in this league for a while and aren't necessarily playing their best basketball and getting frustrated over it. You know, other, other ejections like... Uh, Steph Curry, who's never, who never gets ejected, ha- come to mind. I really think that it might be something with the referees here, man. That's actually a really good point because whenever I do watch these games, I feel as though the pace of the game is just a lot slower. And, and a lot of that is due to the stupid calls that they give every now and then. Like even the commentators, Steve Van Gundy, are over here complaining that there's like unnecessary foul calls for like the littlest things that back in the day a lot of players would have gotten away with. And at the end of the day, that stuff kind of bothers me. Whenever you call a flagrant two on someone just getting their and one and just trying to continue playing, that's that's just messing up the flow. I think the game is better with aggressive play anyway. I mean, the, especially the last couple of seasons, it looked like defense was almost not even a part of the game. The fact that it's getting more aggressive, I think, is better. I'd rather see some street basketball than anything. But the fact that the refs are ejecting these players, I have to think later in the season, the defense is going to soften up again. 
with all these stupid foul calls that these referees are making, at least there's a lot of time for the commentators on the NBA games to, you know, chat it up. And it's and, becoming more like baseball. Yeah, for real. And it's cool because Steve Van Gundy, he, he brought up a pretty interesting quote that I heard Kyrie say about his old coach, uh, Tyron Lue. Apparently, I didn't really say about Tyron Lue. Let me, let me rephrase this. Pretty much Kyrie Irving said that he's glad to have Brad Stevens, the Celtics coach, as a coach because he's, like, more intellectually gifted. And so he's pretty much just calling Tyron Lue an idiot. Yeah, I mean, that's what Steve Van Gundy kind of implied. It's like... Steve Van Gundy, he said that he coached Tyron Lue back in the day, and he said that that was one of the most intellectual characters he ever got to interact with on the basketball court. So he kind of took offense to that, saying, come on, Kyrie, you're, like, you're some 20-something-year-old guy saying that the earth is flat and stuff. <laughs> he didn't say that. but <laughs> There are people that actually believe that in the yeah, NBA, though. Yeah, exactly. But like, I, I, as much as stupid stuff that he's like trolling, I think Kyrie Irving is a pretty smart guy, especially on the basketball court. So... I have to think, though, I mean, Steve Van Gundy has a point that he coached Tyron Lue, but intellectual ability in a player is 100% different than intellectual ability in a coach. And let's be honest, man, Tyron Lue, he's not the best coach at all. The only reason he's doing well is because of LeBron. And I really think the only reason he has the Cavs job is because he's able to take a step back and just be like, all right, well, it's LeBron's team. I'm just going to let him coach. That's funny. You have a point. That's especially, actually true. <laughs> especially after LeBron's monster game where he put up like 50-some points. I saw a tweet where it was LeBron's new lineup, and he's just playing all five positions. He's the GM, he's the manager, and he's the coach. And I have to think that might be the best move for the Cavs at this point. The Cavs still have a losing record. And with Derrick Rose's current situation, I think the Cavs need to start looking into making carbon copies of LeBron James if they want to actually contend for this East title. It's either that or Derrick Rose is going to have to step up and... To his credit, he definitely stepped up in that game where LeBron put up 57 points. He had 20 points himself, I believe. And it was good because he only got to play about, I think it was 28 minutes that game. And when you look at his season so far, he's only averaged about 28 to 31 minutes. And whenever people ask Derrick Rose, he says, you know what, I never got to play in June, hence the NBA Finals. But he's just trying to be cautious uh, around the board whenever he's going up to make shots. And that's that's respectable, man. Make it to the playoffs, and hopefully y'all Cavs will make something out of this crazy old season y'all are having. At this point, man, his knees are less reliable than a Cowboys playoff win. Oh, okay, okay. They are like two for something now, but... Yeah, in the past 20 years, so... Don't, don't worry And, about and Derrick Rose hasn't been injured every game all season. And so, yeah, I would say that about that about as reliable as a Cowboys we'll playoff make sure the, We'll make sure these Cowboys make it to the playoffs this year, but... Derrick Rose, hopefully you make it to the playoffs this year as well because I don't know about your stint last year with the Knicks, but it's good that you're committed. You can't be, you know, missing games. I remember last year, I think remember, I think you just decided to not show up. No one knew where you were. People were texting you. It was it was, it was awesome. Yeah. That's because he was part of the Knicks and he hated Phil Jackson. Like, I don't think that's going to happen with the Cavs. He respects LeBron too much and Tyron Lue, I guess. Uh, but... I wouldn't necessarily put my money on the Cavs and Derrick Derek Rose quite just yet. You know who I'm putting my money on, though? Who you got? James Harden and the Rockets, man. They are firing on all cylinders. James Harden just dropped 56 points, a career high, in a 137-110 win over the Jazz. You got to think that this team is legit right now. Oh, they definitely are. And James Harden, he had a pretty interesting quip that I, 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 like, I like his mindset because the commentator said, you know, James Harden, um, the... 
the franchise record game high score for a Houston Rockets player is 57 points. And all he says is, oh, did we win though? And then he just walks off. Got the W, man. He got the W, and that's all he's working for. He's trying to make it to the playoffs. I mean, sure, he's chasing those accolades, but he can he can do that in due time whenever it matters. And if he wants to drop 56 on a casual day for him, let him do it. A win is a win is a win. And when it comes down to it, if you want to go transit a property, Houston Rockets are number one in the power rankings. The Sixers won against the Rockets. So you got to think. Sixers are probably up there, man. We'll see, man. Playoff team. Definitely not my Mavericks, man. I wasn't, they... wasn't going to bring it up this episode, but <laughs> they are disappointing me left and right. Sixers have a winning record. That's more than the Cavs can say right now. That's definitely true, and they're just rolling in the dog days, man. Other than, like, we talked about LeBron's 57-point game, he they pretty much just dropped the ball on every other game they had this this week. Y'all, hopefully, hopefully they roll out of this. Isaiah Thomas says he's looking a little bit more healthy, but we'll see, like I say. What are you thinking about the Celtics, man? 8-2 and two right now? I know it's still early, but I have to think that they're the favorites to win the East. Wow, that's, that's, a, good, that's a hot take, but... Even with Gordon Hayward, who, by the way, he's doing great. I saw him practicing shots from a chair the other day. He's out of surgery, mm-hmm. doing well, so glad to see you're doing well, Gordon Hayward. Glad to see you're still working on that jump shot. Maybe if we get you a chair, you can play in the final couple of games for the Celtics. Yeah, man, full-on inclusion. Get him a wheelchair out there, and he can play with the big dogs. But with Kyrie Irving leading the fold, you know, I, I talked a little crap about Kyrie Irving whenever he d- decided he wants to play big dog, but I've always respected his ball handling skills. And he, yeah, he handles balls well. Yeah, he sure does, man. And he's just Guess a, you would know. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> we're in a progressive era, man. All right. We don't need any of that. I'm just <laughs> but he's just, he's, he's good. He's leading that team the way he wanted to and respect. I respect an 8-2 record so far. We'll see if he keeps it up, though. All right, for a quick update, let's go ahead and move it to the ice. Well, unfortunately, our Vegas Golden Knights took a little dip this week. They're now 7-3 and three and 11th in the power ranking. It's still early, though. All I know is y'all better get it back together, Golden Knights. I didn't jump on this bandwagon for nothing. I'm serious. I'm we're, serious. We're about to buy jerseys. Yeah, for real. You guys like, got to start winning. The nice jerseys, not the wook fake ones that you find on, like, PriceRight.com. I don't know, but you better get on this. You better get on the ball, the, the puck. It's tough because... You guys are in the same division as Los Angeles, who are just absolutely slaughtering the ice right now. But let's go. Get it together. You got you got pretty much the entire nation behind you. You are America's team this year. But switching to my number one favorite team, Philadelphia Flyers, they've always had issues at goalie, but somewhere they also have had issues at has been overtime games. And they dropped two overtime games this past week. Unfortunately, one of them was to the winless Arizona Coyotes. And I hate to say that their first win came over the Flyers. But this one was a pretty good game. Uh, The Flyers were down by two goals with less than a minute left. And they actually tie it up, man. They gave us all this hope in the world. And then with, like, what, 13 seconds left, they let a goal through. The Coyotes won. The the Flyers picked up a point, but and then the same thing on Saturday. They lost a shootout five to four against the Colorado Avalanche. And listen, Flyers, I know you guys are getting points. You're doing all right, especially for a team that wasn't necessarily supposed to do well this year. But you are in a very tough division in the Metropolitan Division. You got to step it up, especially in a year where the Devils are doing so well. A team that you can normally bank on finishing above in the rankings. Well, they're only two games behind New Jersey, the top team right now, so. Things aren't looking too bleak. We'll see what happens, man. It's it's a long season. 
right, let's go ahead and move on to our best of the week. Who you got this week, Toby? Mine is back on the court. We have my man Paul Pierce is the best of the week. He made me think about a situation in the NBA I never really considered before because he was talking to a reporter saying, you know where LeBron should consider going after his after his contract is finished up in the Cavs? And people always say the Lakers, and people will say speak into existence. But he says he should go to the Washington Wizards. And then check this line out. This is what Paul Pierce was saying. You have Bradley Bill at the one, John Wall at the two, LeBron at the three, Otto Porter at the four, and Marcin Gortat at the five. That's a pretty stacked lineup of a bunch of players in their prime. I guess minus LeBron kind of, but it's LeBron. He's like, he's always in his prime. But how likely is this actually to happen? Not likely, but I don't know. I don't. I also don't think it's been considered enough. Maybe, maybe I haven't heard about, enough about it, but that's why you're my best of the week, Paul Pierce. You just brought up a great point I'd never really considered. I still think that he'd rather go with the Sixers, man. Uh, the process. The process would not would not be complete there, man. That's that's the million dollar question right now. Well, actually, there's two debates going on. Number one is the whole Ezekiel Elliott thing, which absolutely frustrates me but number two is who's LeBron gonna play for and this one's so much fun because there's so much speculation out there it's still very far away I I couldn't tell you at this point there are so many options open right now and I really think that a lot of teams are willing to sell the house to get LeBron James well it doesn't really matter what they can offer it's what LeBron wants and he wants a championship so it's gonna be whichever team puts that Except for the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, he's not going there. Yeah, it's going to be whichever team puts him in position to get that immediately. While he's, what, he's going to be like 34, 33 this year? Yeah, he's he's not looking for development. He's looking for a champion. He's looking for rings. Which is why I don't think he's going to go to Lakers. That's that's ridiculous. Which is probably also why he's not going to go to the Sixers. How about your best of the week, man? My best of the week goes to Sepp Shirey. He is a a kid that was diagnosed with cerebral palsy, and— his entire dream, he just all he wanted to do was score a touchdown in a football game. That's all he ever wanted to do. But obviously, with his condition, it's he he can barely walk, let alone play football. So on his senior night, on his high school senior night, the team did an amazing thing for him. They brought him in for a play to see if he could score a touchdown. Unfortunately, the first play that they brought him in for, he fell in the backfield, got a loss of about two. But the second play, man, did he soar. He was flying down that field, ended up scoring a touchdown. I think it was about for like 25 yards, and I can guarantee you that's a memory this kid will never forget. I bet he won't. How about your worst of the week, man? Dude, it's got to go to the New York Giants. I know we had them as the worst of the week a couple of weeks ago when Odell Beckham went down, but this team... I could tell you, like, everyone always jokes about Alabama beating legit NFL teams. This team would lose to Alabama. They are just giving up, man. They don't even care anymore. They lost to the Rams 51-17. And like I said, sleepers in the NFC, the Rams being scary good. But I don't know what to think about this team anymore, man. I think that Ben McAdoo absolutely does not have the respect of his players. There was a third and 33, and the Rams just threw a screen pass, and they ended up scoring a touchdown on it, man. Eli Apple literally like runs away from the play. He doesn't want to tackle anyone. This team's given up. Uh, his coach is reassessing every single player, including Eli Manning. So who knows who the hell you're going to see next week. They could be you know, some scrub second string team because the first stringers obviously don't care about this season anymore yeah they're just tanking to hopefully get some type of 
grace in the draft this year. That's what I'm thinking, but it seems like Ben McAdoo is still trying to win out for pride. Ben, your pride was lost about two weeks ago. For my worst of the week, man, it's got to go to my boy Papa John's. (laughs) Better ingredients, better pizza. Papa John's. Yeah, we're giving you free advertising, man. You need it. Your sales are going. Your your sales are plummeting, dude. Yeah. And it's because you're saying a bunch of stupid stuff in the NFL protest about the NFL protest. Dude. Remember, when we say all this stuff, any publicity is good publicity, Papa John. <laughs> but whenever you uh, you lose a net value of seventy million dollars, hey, your third quarter of sales are just are not looking good. But I personally don't think it has anything to do with the NFL protests. And guys, for the record, he apparently said that oh, it must be those those NFL protests that's um, taking down people not seeing my advertising. Yeah, so we're not speculating, right? We're we're absolutely taking it from the source, saying he believes this is the reason his ratings are, or he believes this is why his profits are down. And I promise you, Papa John's, come to my apartment. I'll put a blindfold on you. It's not, it's not that bad. I'll put a blindfold on you. I'll Sounds order pretty bad. I'll order you Papa John's. I'm gonna say, yo, taste the slice real quick. I wanna see, well, tell me what that is. You're gonna be like, why'd you feed me cardboard and pizza sauce? Yeah, I think everyone can agree. Of the three big pizza chains, Pizza Hut, Domino's, and Papa John's, Papa John's is guaranteed the worst. Oh, 100 percent, hundred percent. I would never even eat it. I wouldn't even consider. I wouldn't even put it near the pedestal of Pizza Hut or Domino's. Man. No, it's it's been at parties before, and you know, free food. I will never give it up. It's or, cheap. That's why uh, it's cheap, disgusting pizza. I remember my roommate. Back at Cornell, told me I was like, "Wait, why are you saving that Papa John's in the fridge, man?" Well, no. did you see DiGiorno getting on it on Twitter, man? I yeah. mean, nothing. This is why I love Twitter because there's a lot of professionalism and everything. But that, but then you see frozen pizza companies going at Papa John's, yeah, saying like, "Oh, how how they're." How their pizza is crap and DiGiorno is much better. Oh man, it was so funny. And like, I'm not a big fan of DiGiorno either, <laughs> but I'm not gonna lie. I threw them a follow after this whole situation. Nice, nice. You know they earned that follow. I'll give it to them. So for you guys out there who love pizza and are getting hungry, listen to listening to us talk about it. Tell us your favorite pizza joint. Let us know in the comments, the response, however you want to respond. You got a you got a favorite one, man? Um, I had growing up Pizza Hut. But nowadays, it's kind of flip-flops between Pizza Hut and Domino's. How about That's you? That's fair. I, I mean, I do love Pizza Hut. Their lunch buffet, if you've, been, if you've never had it, it'll change your life. Um, but, you know, growing up in New Jersey, I have to give it to a, a boardwalk fr- favorite of Ocean City, New Jersey, Three Brothers Pizza. It's got some giant-ass pizza, real good slices, probably the best buffalo chicken pizza I've ever had in my life. Nice. See, I'm not really into that whole, like, unique vibe pizza. Yeah, it's like, because you're from Texas, man, exactly. and they don't know how to do pizza. They know how to do barbecue, and that's what I miss up here in Syracuse. Debatable. Let's go ahead and jump onto the douche of the week, man. All right, you go ahead and start yours, because I have a lot to say about this. I got you, man. My douche of the week is bringing up your alma mater again. Let's go, Canes! University of Miami security guard. That That is the douche of the week. Yeah. If you guys <laughs> haven't seen this video yet, I mean... Was it warranted? No, not at all. Go ahead it, and explain it. Man. It was bad. Basically, the the U is back. Apparently, the U is. Listen, there are there are two forward phrases that I struggle to say. All right, one involves the Eagles. This is our year because you know, like I said, disappointment. And the other one is with the U. The U is back, but I really think it's back. Man. Yeah, this belligerently drunk fan is out here having to get dragged out by about four security guards. They each grab her by each extremity of hers, and she, like she gets her left her left arm loose and like starts like grazing one of the security guards. And he just once he gets slapped, he just 
smacks her in the face. Oh, like, man, she got knocked out. He's like, pow, right in the kisser. I, <laughs> I swear, man, that was the worst thing I've ever seen. You are the douche of the week, Miami security guard. I wish I had your name. Yeah, it definitely wasn't warranted. I actually read even more, and this drunk fan was a nurse, man. She wasn't even a student or anything. Oh, it was so funny. But here, this is, the, this is the reason why I think the U is finally back. Absolutely fantastic win against Virginia Tech. You, you, you okay, buddy? I'm you good, still, man. You still cra- cracking up about that nurse? Yeah, man. I can't believe that's a nurse. I thought it was like a drunk student. What the heck? Oh, hell no. Hell no. <laughs> the U, oh, man, great win against Virginia Tech. Guar- almost guaranteed to win the Coastal Division. They just need another loss, win in the ACC or loss of Virginia, which absolutely going to happen. College game day is going to campus for the first time in 10 years for the Notre Dame-Miami game next week. But the real reason is because of fans like this and situations like this. The U hasn't been what it has been in the 80s with their rowdy fans and just amazing plays. You know, they've absolutely stepped up this year when they needed to. I, I know I said a couple weeks ago that I wanted them to lose to Notre Dame so they're not in playoff contention. But this team turned it around last week. They showed what they're really made made of. The other thing, too, is when the racists come out to play, you know the U is back. And especially with uh, them playing Notre Dame next week, shades of Catholics versus convicts come back out. I hate it, man. You know, Mm -hmm. the University of Miami is a really good school. And the players, unlike players from North Carolina, actually go to real classes, all right? They're not thugs anymore. They're not getting arrested for misdemeanors or felony charges. Braxton Berrios, who has been a godsend for us this year, has a 3.98 GPA, man. That was way more than I had, and he's doing way more than I was doing in undergrad as well. Well, if the U is back, then all that's just going to plummet down. College football is so much better when Miami is good. That's not even a biased opinion. That's how everyone feels, man. And how about your douche of the week, buddy? It's got to go to A.J. Green, man. In a in a Sunday of just fight after fight after fight, A.J. Green took the kick, all right? Of course, there was um, Mike Evans's cheap shot on Marshawn Lattimore. I definitely thought he should have been ejected. We'll see if he's suspended. It was... It was a cheap shot, and that's putting it lightly. There was three 49ers ejections after a late illegal hit on C.J. Beathard with three minutes left. you got to think that's just the frustration of being on an 0-9 team. But A.J. Green, man, I don't know what the hell was going on through your mind. You straight-up suplexed Jalen Ramsey, man. You started punching him in the helmet. I will never understand why football players punch other players in the helmet. You were wearing a helmet, man. You're going to break your hand before... Any football player feels anything in his head. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. They even have shoulder pads and everything. Like, that man is literally designed to be protected from physical contact. Jalen Ramsey was absolutely just taking it. He's like, dude, go ahead and punch me. You're going to get ejected. Unfortunately, Jalen Ramsey got ejected, too. I didn't think that was fair. But it was just so funny watching A.J. Green go at it at this player that's legitimately dressed in armor. Yeah, it was pretty petty of AJ Green. Like Jalen Ramsey gave him like on a scale of one to ten, it was probably like a four point five out of ten level push. Yeah. Debatable and, if a soccer player would have even flopped on this one. Yeah, and then for some reason AJ Green is just livid and just tears his crap up. So oh, it was great, man. Definitely. Uh, sources said that after they both went into the w- locker room after the ejection, Jalen Ramsey went looking for AJ Green. <laughs> I would have, oh man, that's that's like some XFL stuff, you know, like let's get the behind the scenes camera stuff. Oh, that, I would have loved to see that happen. That's great, man. That's great. 
All right, man, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up with our stats or tats. Again, a little uh, unorthodox stats or tats, but this one I saw, it was just too good to be true. University of Virginia, all right, for those of you who don't remember, they went 2-10 and 10 last year. It was a it was a horrible year. No one really expected much from them. So some of the players, including their quarterback, Kurt Benkert, they had plans to get celebratory tattoos if they made a bowl game. And now remember, in the beginning of the season, they were – maybe going to win four games. Well, with their 40-38 to 38 win over Georgia Tech this last Saturday, not only did they keep the Miami Hurricanes from clinching the Coastal, but they got their sixth win, so they're going to a bowl game. Nice. So are they going to – I had two questions. Number one, are they going to go through with this tattoo thing? And number two, what tattoo do you think they're going to get? Well, they're definitely going to have to go with the tattoo thing. That's That would be some – what we call a B-made – that would be a B-made move if they don't go through with it. And if they do decide to get it, uh, make it something of the alma mater. It's something that you'll never regret. Yeah, maybe maybe like a Virginia logo. You know, mm-hmm. they've got a pretty nice logo. They're Cavaliers with the swords and everything. Um, I think that I agree they absolutely have to get this. I think it's something that, you know, they can look back on and just remember as a bonding experience, remember as something that they could really be proud of, especially if they win the bowl game. If they win the bowl game, it's no question you're getting these, these tattoos. Maybe they'll wait until to see what happens. I don't know, man. I would get it. I, I guess. I mean, since they didn't make the bowl game, get a little hype, you know. Maybe that'll be that psyche the team needs to get the, get the win for you guys. Who knows, man. Yeah, any anything is good for the Virginia Cavaliers right now. I mean, technically still in contention to win the Coastal, but it's not happening because my Canes got it, man. It's all good. All right, guys, that's that's the show. Before we end, I want to give a quick shout-out to my new website. It's coming up this this week. Look out for doodlethenews.com. Hope you enjoy the drawings that we all enjoy. Yeah, if you guys like Toby on this podcast, I know he's probably your second favorite co-host, uh, but you're just going to get more good content out of him uh, just on a different platform this time. On that, on that note, I'm Toby Atal. My name is Yvonne Trezak. Thanks for listening, guys. Y'all stay beautiful out there, people.